0: nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they're easily forgotten or deeply ingrained from crazy to jane we're it's all been done the podcast you're a fool if you choose him it's my co-host evan he's got scrapes the cuts the bruises it's my co-host saker mm. he just got out of a fight i did i like was one of those, like it was like one of those cartoons i turned to uh, <laughs> Turned the, the audio recorder on today, I saw it was like one of those cartoon fights with all the, it was like a cloud and all the little hands and yep, 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 legs yep. were coming out of you it. You saw my hand come out, you saw a fishbone for some reason, you saw some sort of hammers mm-hmm. and chainsaws. It was a nasty one. But you know what? Any fight you can walk away from, buddy, that's a fight you won, as I always say. <laughs> that's Saker's, Saker's famous word. My famous word. My favorite <laughs> word I always do if you walk away, you win to fight. Hey, you win the day. You think walk away, you win the day. You think I look bad. You should see the other guy. Have you ever been in a fight? Yeah. A couple times. Have we before about I knew this? how to fight. Yeah, I think I think we've talked I about think this we before have too. Yeah. yeah, I used to get into fights all the time when I was little, but then I learned how to fight and then never got another fight. Oh my oh once you learned how, you never that's some nuclear proliferation shit. The reason that that's you good. got it made everyone else scared and you never had to use it. Also, I grew up a little bit more, and I you know, didn't live in a neighborhood where we got attacked anymore, so it's nice. That's right. Some story about you having a stick or something? Is this the story I'm thinking of? Maybe. Yeah, I stabbed some kid in the eye with a stick. That's not the story I was thinking of. <laughs> you were almost 12, yeah. but you look 13. Is that correct? <laughs> right. He had baby blues, and I <laughs> stabbed him right in between. It would be better to be stabbed in between your eyes, right? I don't think you want to be stabbed at all i mean but if you're gonna be stabbed i think the face is like one of the worst parts to do it if i if i was... where would you where would you want to be stabbed oh man what a great question i've got what? a bag of knives for you okay does it there's where no, am i going to put them there's no where am i going to put it uh there's no limits on where i can put this knife oh, hold on to your armrests don't be alarmed i'm gonna do my best to stab my co-host <laughs> saker i'd be stabbed in the hair wouldn't you? Aww. I routinely get stabbed in the hair <laughs> every six months or so. Ow!
1: Ow! <laughs> just I scream like the whole time. It's like it
0: really hurts you when it, uh, when you get your haircut. Do they have a screaming barber where it's just like a, a haircut shop, but you're, everyone is allowed to scream? That's that's. Million dollar it's idea. A, yeah, post-pandemic. <laughs> we're going uh, to open the, the world's only screaming barber. You know, it's like, uh, what's that rest, Dick's Last Resort, the restaurant where the re- servers are mean to you? Yeah. This is just a, a restaurant slash, why not a restaurant slash barber shop where your server is also your barber and they're, they're cutting, they cut your hair. They give you a different hairstyle between each course. I do like that. Oh, they cut it shorter and shorter, or maybe yeah. they cut it longer well, and longer. Your, um, your hairstyle is based on what food you order. Hmm. I got so the like, lobster thermidor. What hairstyle do I have? <laughs> that's where they. Uh, it's like a bowl cut, okay. but uh, it's like it's like a bowl cut perm. Oh wow! Okay, they, the ste- they got the they got the steam in there, so they keep the hair real tight. They're able to make the curls exactly all the same length all the way across your head. <laughs> somehow, around. yes, that's incredible. Yes, yes. Cool. I'm ordering the potato skins. Okay. What, uh, what haircut do uh, I get? For you, that's a reverse mullet, short in back, long in front. You have just emo <laughs> over one eye, but it's very short in back. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like the undercut that just goes up way too high. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Un. Um, and then for dessert, we're both having the orgasm cake from The Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> Or Reloaded Reloaded. This podcast brought to you by Matrix <laughs> Reloaded, the, ninth, the 2003 movie, Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Nicely done. It is a 2003. I just rewatched it uh, last night, and it's on my oh, mind. You're, you're rewatching them. Have you seen the new one yet? I'm in. Pre- it's out already, but I'm watching them in preparation mm-hmm. for the new one. Uh, but my partner yeah i wanted to watch it with my partner but he said i want to see it in theaters and i said you're not going to see it in theaters but he wants to which means i'm gonna end up watching the movie alone and then he's going to be mad at me because (laughs) i watched the movie even though he said he gave me no other choice you truly could if you you're both vaxxed if you masked up and went to like a 11 a.m showing nobody's gonna be in the fucking theater you could go see matrix resurrections see it I don't care about the theater. It's not really an experience for me. I don't like oh you just being in a room with a bunch of. I just I'd rather watch it in my you house. You want him to go alone? You're not going to accompany him to no. the theater? I'm not going to accompany him to the theater. In fact, I'm going to try and convince him not to go because I think it's a bad choice. Mm. We just saw Spider-Man: No Way Home the other day in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was safe. It was it was safe. Was it? I mean, it? I don't have COVID. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what you, are we supposed to do? You dodged a bullet. What are, what supposed are you supposed to, to do? Am I supposed to live my life? Am I supposed to live? <laughs> I feel, I don't know. We're not going to get into this. This is not a pandemic I wanna podcast. I want to touch tongues. I want to touch tongues. Brother, do I want to touch tongues? With everyone in that theater, I wish I could have touched a tongue. Actually, most of them were teenagers. Never mind. I, I take uh, that back immediately. Go. That's what you want. That's all the sacred All the, uh, the, the, uh, the past week and this coming week is all teenagers mm-hmm. at the theater i'm sure kids off of school they want to find something to do they get in that air conditioning cuz it's hot outside hey it's the theater <laughs> 8 bucks for a chill time <laughs> chill time yeah uh, so like uh did you ever sneak into a movie yes oh yeah. which movie no, one of our i don't remember oh what we would do is we'd buy a ticket and then we'd just you know, you'd go hop to the movies all day. Yeah, You'd hop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never, so. I've never, I was never, I, I tried it once and I was rebuked so hard that I never tried it again. I, oh yeah. Was it, was a little clown waiting for you? He sniffed my shoe. Uh, I bought a ticket <laughs> for ice age and I tried to sneak into resident evil and the guy said, ice age is that way. And I said, ha, whoops, my bad. And then I watched ice age. So that was fun. How old were you? Uh, I don't know. When did resident evil one come out? Uh, let's see. I'll be able to tell you. Uh, it came out in 2002. So I was 17. That can't be right. Yeah, so so can could have right? just bought a ticket to Resident Evil. Why did I buy a ticket to Ice Age? <laughs> when did it, when did Ice Age? Am I thinking the right thing? Yeah, 2002. <laughs> Why <laughs> I was 17 years old? What the fuck was I doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what was happening in my life. Cause how old do you have to be to see a PG-13 movie? No, it's R. The, That's the problem. R, it, R, but I think R is R is 17. No. No way. Well, yeah. it's 2002. I could have been 16. But, like, yeah, like, because, I mean, the, the one above R is NC-17, right? That was, like, the showgirls thing. Y- yeah. Uh... So, if R, is if it's NC-17 is 17, and R is a lesser... You are sending me down a rabbit hole, because now I have to see exactly where it came out to see if I was 16 or 17. God, if I was 16, oh, what a sad... It came out, uh, we're going to figure this out, March. So I was 16. I was 16. But you looked 24. I looked 24. I had that peach fuzz. Okay. Did you, I I need to see that new Resident Evil movie. It looks very bad. But man, I love those Resident Evil movies. They're all so cheesy and dumb. Yeah. Yeah, we have them all. Do you really? Have you seen them all? Yeah, I don't My I, partner loves them. Yeah. I think I saw the first 3 and then I stopped. I've watched the first Resident Evil movie probably 20 times in my life. Wow. That's an enormous number. I know. It's it's an uh, it's an unhealthy number of Resident Evils. Yeah, why is that just the go-to for my you? My partner loves it and uh every like I don't know why and he'll put it on at like, the least provocation. Okay. Like, "Oh, you haven't seen Resident Evil? Let's all sit down and watch Resident Oof. Evil." Oh man. Okay. It's a good it's a good one. It's a it's a good that, what movie have you seen the most? Uh, I see. I'm not a movie rewatcher. That's not something that I do. Uh, so I would probably say, Cube Two Hypercube is probably my answer because <laughs> we used to watch it all the time in college. Because you've seen it two times. I've probably seen it a dozen times, which is more than I could say for any other movie. Uh, boy, that's so a what's what about what about Hypercube C- commends it? Oh to you, my god! I to the rewatch. I mean. It's just, it's, the plot is deep and layered. Uh, incoherent. The characters are colored deep in. Deep and layered. <laughs> incoherent. <laughs> it's just very silly. It's a fun, silly watch. And when you can quote along with the whole movie, I feel like that's a lost quotable movie. I feel like in an alternate, if I slid to an alternate dimension, mm-hmm. instead of playing the room in theaters, theaters would be playing Cube 2 Hypercube. Give me a, give me a quote. Oh, Sh- Lay one on me. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Paley, did you say tessertact? <laughs> uh oh, variable time speed room. <laughs> there's there just go. a lot of good. There's a lot of good well, ones. That's what the. That's just some real bangers right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, you know what else is a yeah. real banger this week's well, song? I'd, no. This week's song is called Last Will and Testament. What the fuck is this week's song called? (laughs) Live well. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. Bo, you living God, well? my friend? Not to sound like I'm bragging, but I have the most popular Bare Naked Ladies podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> not to sound like I'm bragging. That's a quote from the song. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, that he has the most popular Bare Naked Ladies podcast in the world. You know, I bet if Ed Robertson uh, started the Bare Naked Ladies podcast, it would surpass both our numbers and. Uh, for naked ABCs in moments. You're probably right, but it would also shine a light on our podcast because people would search iTunes for Bare Naked Ladies and ours would pop up as well. And you got to imagine that some people would click on it. Yeah. By mistake? Yeah. I mean, by mistake. Or maybe they just breeze through ads and they're like, what? A- I want to sink my teeth into something right. else. I want a podcast that isn't about Bare Ladies. Yeah. Where else can I hear about Baby Seat? That's what I really want. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those deep cuts. Like, live fucking well. Um, boy, what a deep cut it is, my friend. What yeah, a deep man. Cut. So I ran the numbers, uh-huh. um, and there are 29 lines in this song. Mm-hmm. And 15 of them are chorus. So this song is 52% chorus. Uh, boy, another one of these. Uh, well, as far as uh, the actual writing, as far as like time spent in the song, uh-huh it's like 70% chorus. Really? Yes. Jesus Christ. Because they only do the chorus three times, right? Right, but there are only 14 other lines. And, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the chorus is very long too. Because I'm alive Doesn't mean I lived well Just means I got back up Every time that I fell I've got the screen the cuts and bruises. I know the mistakes that it takes your fool if you choose this. This song is just slow. This song kind of drags it. Yeah, it reminded me like a like a 90s Cheryl Crow song, like a little bit of country and soft rock with like a heartfelt chorus, like like how the you know. It's like a I can imagine Sheryl Cheryl Crow singing this. You know, I didn't think about that. Because I feel like I don't know any Sheryl Crow songs that are deep cuts, right? (laughs) Neither do I. And this song, every Sheryl Crow song I've heard, has been well constructed and good enough to be a radio hit, right? This song, Mm -hmm. sure, maybe it felt like a shitty Sheryl Crow song. Like, it felt like... Well, I don't know. Okay, let's do a head-to-head. Let's find a random Sheryl Crow song. Okay, like a deep cut? A deep cut. Okay, Sheryl Crow deep cut. Uh, the first cut is the deepest. Perfect. I forgot is that an actual. Well, yeah, is that, that was that was a radio hit. The first cut oh. is the deepest. You don't remember that one? I'm sure I do. Okay. Uh, how about uh, "Always on Your Side" by Cheryl Crow featuring Sting? That has to be a oh, hit too. No. Yeah. Hold on. We're gonna find a. Ra- she did a bunch of. She did a bunch of cross cross talks. What about the uh? Let's do the what what um. How many albums does she have? Uh that's a great question, too. Let's see. Cheryl Crow discography. Um she has had. <laughs> oh man. What would the Cheryl Crow Welcome podcast? Counting be crows, called? There it is, the podcast. Yeah. Three, <laughs> Counting crows. the Cheryl Crow podcast. She's had, including her Christmas album, eleven albums. Okay, so let's take album eight. Okay. And then what live well is the what? Third fifth fifth song on this album. Sure. So uh, the fifth song on album eight. Okay, so this is uh, a song called Long Road Home by Cheryl Crow. Uh, are okay. we going to listen to it? Yes, we'll listen. Teach me. Okay, yeah, I think um, that that blows live well out of the water. Well, doesn't it? here's the thing, though, is I'm fairly sure it's a Christian song, right? And is that does that detract from it at oh, all? Oh yes, yes, it does okay. for me very much. Yeah, okay. I don't know, that, man. I you I know, know what? I don't know. Yeah, Christianity just bums me out. We also need to look at uh, I, I don't know what it would be called, lady degradation. At this point, which is the fact that we've listened to so many Barenaked Ladies songs that any other song is going to sound good at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> we have That's this fair. this this thought in our head that, you know, any Naked Ladies song is bad. So if we were doing Counting I Crows... That, no, I think that e- even among this, the Naked Ladies uvla this is kind of a nothing song. I agree. Yep, that is, I said, oh my god, this song is absolutely nothing in my notes. It is just and I, so I think boring. That, I think that, like, yeah, I mean, to its credit... It is not about Ed breakup. Yes. It's not about leaving Natalie Herbert or feeling bad about a relationship that he may or may not be in. Yes. It's not about cheating. It's not about Steve. Did we already talk about the fact that we are supposed to talk? stop talking about cheating on Natalie Herbert on this show? Our, no. Someone wrote in to me and said, you need to stop hypothesizing on this because it is real and it did happen. And oh. there's some documentation. I mean, not like, but it's like Ed Robertson seen smooching, whatever her name is, uh, in 2010 apparently. Um, mm. So Sh- Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. It is no. It's a it's a Hollywood screenwriter. I can't remember her name right offhand. Um, okay. Well, we had there's the apparently definitive proof, and he's moving well, then, on, and we need to move yeah, on with fair. him. Yeah, that's fair. So, I don't know, a a fan just angrily messaged the show and was like, hey, cut it the fuck out, (laughs) because you're not wildly speculating this is a real thing that happened, (laughs) which is silly. I mean, if it's a real thing that happened, then we should be able to talk about it. Well, I mean, if Ed's moving on, we should move on with him, like you said. You know what? That's true. Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, and he has, he, I will say to our our fan, good point, mm -hmm. we will move on when Ed moves on, and he seems to have moved on so, so we'll let us move, move on, on. <laughs> okay. yeah because he's like if we were talking about silver ball which is basically an entire apology like the apologia album yeah right then we would mention it we have to but now we won't. we're obligated. we obligated we, yes it's it's our job yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> the thing that we get paid we sold another shirt by the way i think i owe you a dollar so i'll, yes. I'll get that to you <laughs> crushing it um yeah this is a peace the most i can say about the song is that it is peaceful what a peaceful song the solo is kind of nice it's a very peaceful yeah, it solo. it's like a lazy sort of dreamy solo with like a like a, a country echo guitar like the yeah yeah it's like almost like a country slide guitar but let me tell you like from a musical standpoint like beginning every line with that like yeah like that got old real quick it's boring once i once i noticed it i couldn't not notice it and i didn't want to listen to the song again because of that specific like that they just keep repeating it it's like a, a like you hear something on loop and there's like one like defining little click that's why i can't listen to white noise machines because i pick like a sound out of the white noise and it keeps looping and then i and then i hear i hear it again when it loops yeah Uh, yeah then you're staying awake and waiting for it and then you consider it a good friend at some point and like (laughs) it just you know you get emotional about it um i agree uh this one is one that i listened to at about one in the morning i was preparing for the show and i was like Mm. i think i'm just tired because i can't pick anything out of this song like i can't it all just sounds like a mush i need to listen to it with fresh ears in the morning so i got up in the morning i put this song and i was like oh no (laughs) this song is just nothing there's nothing to pick out of this song it's just it's it's not a bad song but it's not like it's 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 a filler song i feel like it's in the middle of it's like a middle album song which is fucking wild because did you hear any of them talk about this song no Apparently Ed brought this song to the band and the band fucking loved it. They all got behind this song and rallied for it and Ty, I guess, came up to Ed after they like he made a demo for it and he was like, Hey Ed, mm-hmm. this is the best writing that you've ever done on any album. And uh, Wow. Yeah, apparently they love this song. I don't and know... You know what they would know better than us. Would they? This the album they are isn't Platinum charting musical stars. I guess you're right. With three plus decades of experience and we're two shitty podcasters <laughs> with no idea what we're talking about so yes yes they would know better so you know what maybe i'm wrong but the a- actually definitely the I'm wrong. Al- this is a great song the album isn't for them the album is for us and if we I don't think it like- is for them i think it is for them yeah. i think ed has gone on record as saying this album is for us yeah but like they're not the ones who determine if it's a success or not well, it's not going to be a success. They know that. That's why they made it for them. Yeah. Maybe you're right. They- hey, write the music for yourself and never work another day in your life. That's what I say. Jimmy no. <laughs> Jimmy Bongiorno. Um I was about to say Jimmy Pesto, and I forgot that's an actual character that exists. Uh, and also a January 6th seditionist. Um, <laughs> the, his Jesus. voice actor. Uh, he was fired from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Um, Oh. Yeah. I Well good. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Good. Hooray for real consequences. <laughs> we see so, we see so few of them. I know, nowadays. I know. Um there are some things that I was able to pull out of this song and actually hold on to. Uh not that they were good, but they were a hold-on-toable. Uh on the <laughs> the bridge is very weird. Um it, like he holds on to notes like I recognize that I've Like he'll hold on to these words. And And it doesn't really sound good or make much sense or um, it's just a very supremely weird bridge from a band where I think we expect a lot from their bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, Their bridges are load-bearing They are load-bearing <laughs> God <laughs> damn it, that's good The trusses on these songs Oh yeah, good as hell. suspension bridge good as That's hell. right um, There's a part when he says When he says scrapbook highlights smoking Driving and drinking Where he goes like yeah. Scrapbook highlights smoking dr-. On an open fire But he goes in the middle of the two words he goes Scrapbook highlights smoking <laughs> He has like a weird <laughs> like Tape hiss it's very strange. It sounds like two takes they maybe mixed together or something. Scrapbook highlights, of smoking, driving, drinking. Truly, if I'm picking shit out like that from this song, <laughs> I'm really trying, baby. I, mean, I I liked the I liked the thematic nature, like the theme of the song. Like, you know, we've all done stuff we regret in kids like, you know, our brains aren't fully Cooking, aren't finished cooking while we're you know in teenager years and things like that, and so I think everyone can relate to this. I mean, not probably not the like smoking, driving, drinking, packed with pets and games in the back of a wagon, yeah. but I mean, I feel like that's a generalizable enough feeling. Like you can get the ambiance, like hey, you know, family road trip, and or you know, being stupid with your friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So I mean, I I I, I empathize with that. Yeah, it is a weird. He brags about some stuff in this song that is. I don't know if it's braggable, right? Like, he does, I mean, he even says some white trash nonsense, not to sound like I'm bragging, but, like, Mm -hmm. I know there's some, there's some tongue-in-cheekness to that line, but I also feel like there's a little bit of truth to it. Like, Ed is like, I do have street cred. Like, I did, I was (laughs) poor, so, like, I kinda know what it's like, Um, which is very strange. But then also, like, him, like, talking about not giving up his key to lose your keys in those days you had to be hammered like if we were a little bit drunk baby we were driving like yeah not a thing to be <laughs> to write a song and like reminisce about to lose your keys those days you had to be hammered cause i'm alive well i mean I, and again he, I mean, he's sending himself up you know the the just because i'm alive doesn't mean i lived well right that's fair you're right so he's he's i think he's well aware of it i think this album we're seeing a much more mature Ed. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose we are, aren't we? Like I feel like he was like the previous albums, especially post the, the PPE, uh I feel like we've we've seen Ed working through a lot of issues, and his issues were just sort of on his sleeve, like wearing them. Yeah. And now I think he's I think he's become a I don't want to, I mean, I, I, I say mature and I mean more mature. Like I feel like he's more, I feel like Ed's more at peace with himself and his the world and his place in it. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's probably true. And we haven't, I mean, we haven't hit the regular themes that we always hit through albums, which you've already talked <laughs> about on this album. So yeah, we are kind of talking about subjects that matter more to him. Maybe interesting. Okay. Maybe like you're a fool. You're a fool. If you choose this. Yeah, I don't think a so lot of you're a fool if you choose to be a uh, you know multi instrumentalist bill- millionaire. I think you're a fool if you choose to stay in that life. Right? Uh, uh, that's fair. Maybe that's wrong, but it also I think as we've even talked about previously on this album, is a real privileged thing to say. <laughs> like <laughs> you know those white those people living in trailers, you're a fool if you choose that. <laughs> like ugh. Ed, don't know if everybody's got the choice here. Um, yeah. I felt like there was a you know like a half-hearted takedown of tos- toxic masculinity in the last line. Like there must be a better way to make men. Yeah, than the nonsense. And, and I, yeah. I, I think that's the most charitable reading of that line. Like you know, this the sort of patriarchal overarching theme of masculinity in modern American society is fundamentally broken. And um, I think Ed is kind of calling it out. Like, hey, this is how this is how men are supposed to act, yeah. and it's not really cool. It's not really a good way to live. Yeah. But again, I mean, on this album, another theme that seems to be the takeaway so far is half-hearted social commentary <laughs> so far. Doing it at least. <laughs> at least doing it, right? Sure, I guess. But I don't know. I kind of had more fun when they were just, like, talking about Jane rather than when they were like, racism, no. think about it. <laughs> like, no, I definitely want more songs, like, about mad scientists competing for the love of, like, a woman. Yeah, dude. Like, Give me like, but again, that'd be like, they might be giants. We're just getting, you know, songs about things that don't would it be, matter. Would it be bad if we had two, they might be giants in this world? No, no, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be great. I wish everybody were, they might be giants. I wish. <laughs> let's a- make it. Let's, let's... Every, if every band had a Dr. Worm, I'd be into it. That's my universe. I want to slide into that universe. <laughs> the the giant timeline. Oh, the, the Tim Big verse. Big? Timbig? <laughs> Tim big. Ah, uh, the Horton um, So, I, that's, that's you. Yeah, we're basically. So, I see you're, you're driving a Hyundai now, huh? <laughs> All right, let me. Man, check out that weather. It's supposed to be December, <laughs> isn't it? It's like 50, 50 <laughs> degrees outside. God, hold, God. hold up. Let me see if there's anything uh, I've missed here. Mm, mm, I uh, Fun ending with Ty's drum rolls. there was like a sloopy solo at the end like just kind of kind of gently it's like going to the it's like going to a water park and you only get on the lazy river yeah. and you just ride that around all day yeah watching the slides like the people having fun <laughs> on the little things and you're just like just relaxing in your little lazy river you don't want to go too fast you don't want to go too slow or get get spooked on the other slides yeah yeah but you also don't want to sit stationary yes you want you want to move Yeah. But you don't want to move too fast or too violently. You just want to cruise Because your doctor said your heart couldn't take it. He said you're alive, but you're not living well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) This is a dangerous situation. You just uh, sit on your your little uh, donut with uh, two packages of uh, hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I don't know. Slip the, slit the packets and then just eat your hot dogs one by one out of the pack. I don't know why the first <laughs> thing... Enjoy your afternoon. first thing that popped into my head were two packages of strawberry wafers. That would be Ooh. something your doctor... Well, I mean, I suppose your doctor wouldn't recommend hot dogs either. In fact, yeah. you are <laughs> killing yourself with this song. <laughs> this song is... You're taking the superficial advice of the doctor, which is relax, don't do anything strenuous. <laughs> Yeah, normally you uh, normally you eat your hot dogs while you're driving at 70 miles an hour with your headlights off at yeah. night. just like you like you hold them like a cigar out the window. <laughs> you just suck it a in. Cool way to do it. Uh, you're just you're just uh you're gripping the wheel with white knuckled white knuckled hands and just waiting for those uh police lights in the, in your rear view. <laughs> just so you can feel something again. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the I'm gonna outrun them cops. Can you imagine holding a, a hot dog in between your teeth? And then, like, lighting the end of it like a cigar. <laughs> like, a, like a J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> oh, H. Hot Dog Um, Jonah Hot Dog. Is that anything? <laughs> That's your name. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ev? Yeah. Are we ready to talk about reality shows? Oh, yeah. are we making or, this um... the shortest episode in the past three years of this podcast? <laughs> Probably, I mean, this is a an, an an empty song. Yeah, truly, truly empty and meaningless. So go ahead, I mean, and tell it, me. Not a not a bad song, but it can't be. I mean, there's not much to dig into, really. Yeah, I don't think it's hard. If, it's if this... we had a podcast about Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, we would be like, <laughs> I liked, <laughs> I liked the cadence. Thought it was cool. Weird yeah, how they it's catchy. Where do they reuse the alphabet song on the same album? It's the same melody. <laughs> All right, sorry. Pandora's panpipes. No, it's uh, um like like this song it's a uh, much ado about nothing mm-hmm. it's uh, a show a game show that aired on nbc from 2001 to 2006 and then from 2011 to 2012 and then on mtv from 2017 to 2018 it is hosted of course by perennial fuckwit chode brogan oh whoo? oh he didn't know he had a game <laughs> show yeah joe rogan it's his famous thing it's a fear factor oh fear yeah factor. yeah 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 this song is Fear Factor, after having talked about how it's cruising down a lazy river eating hot dogs. Musically. (laughs) But the hot dogs are filled with spiders. (laughs) You have to to transfer them from mouth to mouth with an alligator. (laughs) So it was like, Fear Factor was NBC's answer to CBS's Survivor, Uh uh, Rogan. Took the job mainly to mine anecdotes uh, for his m- and material for his stand-up career, which, you know, has been popping off. Uh-huh. Until... <laughs> He's a funny guy. Everybody, yeah, that we're... ivermectin bit that he has is fucking hilarious. Oh, gosh, yes. It's so good. Yes. Yeah. Where, where he said, like, uh, a va- vaccine passports bring us one step closer to the dictatorship. You know, that sort of <laughs> stuff. So, I love that character he sort of inhabits when he gets on his radio yeah. show. Uh, it's a good one. That's like, and then uh, Dr. Fauci called him out and he said, I am a moron not a respected source of info did he really yeah yeah so i mean i guess to his credit like hey don't actually listen to me (laughs) 10 million people who listen to me that sucks oh man did did the joe rogan show start as a comedy show the joe rogan oh the 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 podcast podcast? i don't think i think it just started like him and his bud shooting shit right yeah all right and uh yeah then it became a i mean he says he's a libertarian and he's voted for libertarian candidates and he was, he supported Bernie Sanders for a little bit yeah. and then ended up voting for, you know, Bo Balderson or whoever the fuck the libertarian candidate is. I think, but, uh, we should all have kitchen guns. Something like that. Uh, every, every podcast that's just two white guys shooting the shit should be banned forever. God, I think, I hope so. <laughs> God, that would, that would free up my Sundays. All right. Tell me more about Fifafa. So, um. So, yeah, ratings steadily declined uh, due to the fact the show was terrible and the host was terrible and everything was terrible. And then it got taken off uh, in 2006 to make room for, wait for it, the Friends spin-off, Joey. Oh, I remember that! I remember that! Yes, Joey! Did it run for, like, four episodes? I'm sure it did. Uh, Yeah, so Joe wrote the Fear Factor, Imagine a world where your greatest fears become reality. (laughs) So the, the premise of the show is that, you know, various teams come together and uh compete or teams or people there's usually six uh the first format was six six contestants three men and three women who would uh do stupid stunts uh like the first one the first stunt was usually something like th- like a physical test like jumping from a, b- a building to another building or like hanging from a helicopter and collecting flags uh-huh. from flagpoles or something i don't know just you know something ridiculous and uh the top the top four from that would go on to the next one which is the mental challenge which is what um i think fear factor got the most shit for because mental challenge is mostly like eating shit oh. like bugs <laughs> or you know like animal parts uh, or immersing your head in spiders yeah. or transferring like you know eating like a thousand year old egg and like kissing you know putting it in someone's mouth it all could, also could be like an endurance like uh, there was one where they got locked in a tear gas chamber to see how long they could they are walking on broken glass with your bare feet or getting a tattoo um so, uh, or eating a bunch of habaneros. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, just stupid shit. And, uh, that's the stuff that got them in trouble with, uh, the American Humane Association because animals were constantly being put in peril or killed on Fear Factor. Uh-huh. And to the point where there were no animal trainers who would work on the show because of how poor the treatment Jeez. was. Jeez. So, and there was one where, uh, like, I think historically, and I'm gonna, uh, this is a content warning, gross stuff. So jump ahead 30 <laughs> seconds. Okay. There's one where uh, Joe Rogan, like, I think it was his, like, come-to-Jesus moment where he's like, I need to get out of this show, where somebody, I think it was a woman, drank donkey semen, then vomited, and Joe's like, you gotta, you gotta get it down or you don't win, and so she drank no! the vomited up dom- no! donkey semen. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, so, real terrible stuff. Good fucking... God. You I, know, what? stuff you would say, like, um... <laughs> you're a fool if you choose this (laughs) okay all right i do want just because they're alive just because they're alive doesn't mean (laughs) they've lived well (laughs) if you're on fear factor holy yeah unaired in the u.s due to content concerns that episode yeah good smoking drinking driving on fear factor you're driving at unsafe speeds Uh you're smoking they have to climb there was one where they had to climb up like inside a power relay like a power relay station and they'd added a bunch of like sparks and stuff and after effects right because i mean it was they weren't it wasn't actually even turned on in the show but then like the 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 show got really dinged because they're like people would actually try to climb up inside like a power relay station oh, yeah. and die of course so um you know some white trash nonsense okay oh sure sure that makes sense yep not to sound like i'm bragging or anything but i've <laughs> never climbed up inside a power relay yeah so um packed with pets and games in the back of a wagon cuz they had that fear factor like uh the truck that would come that Joe Rogan would take out and he's just got, he's got those handfuls of games. Yeah. You're reading them now. I, I'm, I'm reading the phrase skip ahead 30 seconds. I'm reading the phrase, uh, blending rats. So yeah. <laughs> putting rats in a blender. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's just kind of a, I mean, it, it, it kind of goes one-to-one here. Cause that's, Ed's, Ed's singing a song about the mistakes he made as a kid. And I think everyone associated with fear factor, Uh, makes those same mistakes every show. Ugh, that's rough. It's a good one. It's a good one to one. Yeah. So, can you? And the contestants have scrapes, cuts, and bruises because they're walking on broken glass barefoot. Yeah. Uh, you know the mistakes you're making, and uh, they they keep getting up. At least the winners do, and they win that fifty thousand dollars. That's fear. No, is not a factor for that. That truly is a lot of money, but it is way less money than I assumed it would be for fear factor. (laughs) Fifty thousand. Yes. When there's shit like how, how to be a millionaire? And what the fuck is that show called? Yeah, who wants, who to, be wants to be a millionaire? Thank you. Nobody. Nobody. No, it's a uh so yeah, they if you go through all three stunts you get 50,000. I think if you get two, if you get two before, before everybody else taps out, the person who did the best on it gets 25,000. I think if you get one, you get 10. 000. Oh. Even one? So, that's not bad. Well, that everyone else has to sort of tap out though. If you're like the last oh, stand, last person standing. I see, I see. If everyone loses, you, whoever does the best that gets the money. So um. Yeah, and they did all sorts of uh, spinoffs like couples. Oh. Um. Where you know you and your partner or girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other are competing on a uh to to beat another team. They did the celebrity one with such luminaries as Stephen Baldwin. Oh. Okay. Uh. Kevin Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys and uh, Alan Thick. Growing yeah! Things. Yeah. R. I. P. Yeah. R. I. P. Alan. Thicke. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, yeah. Did he, he die because of and fear also factor? marrying a seventeen-year-old? I'm sorry, I did not know that about Alan. Thicke. His second wife was seventeen. Jesus Christ! Wow. So yeah, they also did a uh, uh, all gross, st- all gross stuff <laughs> where they're just like eating shit. Was was that they did a- part of Fear Factor where he had to marry a seventeen-year-old? I think. Okay, so. all right, think- <laughs> that was one of the stunts. <laughs> yeah, they did a Miss USA where like Miss USA winners came out and did. Uh- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's why they wild. did a blind date one where they would set you up with like somebody and you would have to go through like a courtship as you were eating cockroaches and oh, things that's cute they did one where everyone had to stay awake the whole time uh, the show was filmed over 48 hours wow. so you had to stay awake for two days while you're doing these horrible stunts fucking jesus my favorite is home invasion that's where joe rogan comes to your house and challenges you to do a fear factor <laughs> does it i wonder i mean you have to have signed a release to be on the show no it wouldn't be an invasion <laughs> oh my god joe rogan i never expected you to be here uh yeah i'm i'm absolutely sure that uh that it was 100 percent unscripted um wow can you comment at all about um what i'm sharing right now on my screen uh the Game Boy Advance game? Yeah, the Game Boy Advance game Fear Factor Unleashed. Does that totally destroy the uh, the concept of Fear Factor? Like, can you eat this rat? Like, I guess all I have to do is press, <laughs> press A. Press, <laughs> press X. Yeah. No, I think that the, this was like one of those, uh, that was one of those games where they kind of, um, they were experimenting with new technology. So they would, uh you know, when you got to a certain level, you would get a package in the mail. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's, a, it's a blended an, It's an ARG where people would call you yeah. in the middle of the night and threaten your family and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> game Boy Advance was a weird system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. They were, uh, you know, Nintendo, it was like the, the proto uh, Nintendo um, Wii uh-huh. where they're trying to get everyone into the game. Sure. Right, so you're moving around. So Game Boy Advance was, you know, the Advance was you. <laughs> it's the Advance part of it. <laughs> we were the <laughs> Advance all along. F- uh... Oh, wait, how would Joe Camel do on fear factor i think he'd fucking knock it out of the park well he's not scared of anything but he is he also he has no fear in. is he also too cool like if somebody said eat this cockroach would he be like fuck you i think to to have joe camel in the game is to have implied consent from Joe Camel okay. to be in the game. Okay. Okay. So, so we're assuming Joe Camel when Joe Camel participates in these games, we're assuming that he wants to This be is there. not home invasion. So he's not going to So unlike the zombie one where he just started throwing <laughs> fists cuz he got he got mad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're applying a different standard to Joe Camel every time. Well, no, cuz he was on the game. He was on the game and then he, he got, got pissed mad. off cuz he lost. Sure. Yeah, and he started They brought him back later. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think Joe Camel would take it cuz I think Joe Camel Can do any... He's already a stuntman, right? Yeah. You know he's a stuntman. He's a jet pilot. Like, he's an adrenaline junkie. Like, he's been all over the world, so he's probably eaten half the stuff, you know, they're going to make him eat anyway. He's like, oh, a blended rat? Yeah, shit. I did that when I was in the French Foreign Legion. Okay. Yeah. Donkey semen? As long as I can enjoy a cool menthol cigarette after each take. Donkey semen? I've dated more donkeys than I can count. This is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's that. I guess so. He would kick ass. I think Joe Camel. Yeah, Joe Camel takes the fifty k for sure. Wow. And then what's he gonna do with it? I mean, buy, blow it all in one day. Yeah, put it, go Go to to Las Vegas Vegas and put it all on on uh, On black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. He's gonna buy. He's gonna buy out the entire. every seat in in the uh Cirque du Soleil sh- the um, se- sensual Cirque du Soleil show so it's just <laughs> it's him smoking a cigarette in the middle of the for watching the erotic Cirque du Soleil yeah uh, Joe Camel would just so yeah so this is our this is our winner so far is Fear Factor. around a boozy lasagna for all my friends <laughs> <laughs> boozy lasagna <laughs> I feel like Joe Camel's a generous man sometimes. And some menthol fries. <laughs> menthol fries. Deep fried cigarettes. Uh, Virginia Slimmerettes yeah. for the ladies. Uh, okay, so uh, I think that brings us to rating this song. <gasps> F, as usual, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. As usual, my friend, we start with you. How many clothes is this song wearing? Where am I? What am I doing? What are any of us doing here? All I have is the memories. When I'm old, I'll look back on this day, and I'll remember I did a a wonderful podcast with my friend Seiko, but I won't remember what I was wearing. I won't remember if I even had clothes on. I won't even remember what clothes are as my mind slowly (laughs) comes unraveled because eventually all of us must uh, become children again. And so, with that said t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> pants probably yeah. maybe socks like this song is just a this is like the epitome of am i am i clothed am i not clothed like i don't even think this song can be rated on that scale. Clothes don't even clothes don't even apply to this song. Yeah. Yeah, not not to say it's totally unclothed at all, uh but No, yeah, it's not a bad song, but it's not a good song. It's just <sighs> should we rate this song on a different <sighs> scale? Is this the first song that we rate not on Bare Naked and Fully Clothed? Yeah, we'd have to figure out something because I mean the clothes. If I were to rate this, if they were to pick an outfit for the song, it would be just like a beige jumpsuit <laughs> but with, like this, with like the with uh, like the with the sleeves cut off, uh-huh. and then I'm wearing like a like a a workman utility vest, like a light vest, so that people can see me at night, so I don't get hit by a car. Because this is fully, this is just a functional song. I can't, I can't even picture the person inside. It's not me. It's not one I know. Yeah. It's some blob yeah. of flesh. It's something that's walking towards you. <laughs> always walking towards yeah, you. Yeah, this song is like a weird eldritch horror because I... It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It is always coming. Uh, so I guess let's rate the song on a scale of... One child to every child on earth. <laughs> that's our that's our snack time rating? Well, I mean, we haven't done a snack time episode in so long. I feel like we should use it. No. How else can we rate this so song? So this song is... Uh, this song is... Exactly the number of children on earth at this very moment. So every child. Yeah, but not every child that has ever been. Oh, I did not know that our scale went to past, present, and future. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well this is okay. This song is every British child. Okay, that's good. Can we pick somewhere more boring? Actually, maybe there's nowhere more boring. Um, or I'm at least more functional. Maybe China, since China produces so much. China has a lot of children, though. We don't want too many children. That's true. Which country has the exact average amount of children? Okay, hold on. Let me see. Uh... Number of children per country. (laughs) Middlest amount of children. All right, let's see. Uh, Middlest amount of children, country. There you go. Uh, the first thing that popped up is Middle East and North Africa. So this is all the oh, yeah, children okay. so in North Africa. In, in North all Africa. All right, yeah. great. Cool. This is the least helpful we've <laughs> ever been on a rating for a song. People don't listen to this for ratings, do they? Uh, yeah, they're probably not. They shouldn't be taking any advice from us. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's true. Oh, boy. we Nowadays... Women have 2.7 kids in the Middle East and North Africa. In 1960, wow. the average per woman for uh, total births per woman was 6.9 children oh, per no. person. Jesus Christ. Gosh, I hope they really like kids yeah, for fucking real. otherwise, that's going to be tough. You know what else is tough? Doing this commercial. We'll be right back with more. It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. I'm gonna set a scene for you. Mm -hmm. Say you're just walking down the road, and there's like a clap of like thunder, and uh, a big flash of light, and then standing in a smoking uh, like crevice is uh, your future self. You recognize him immediately. It's Saker from it's 55 year old Saker, Jesus. and he looks like absolute shit. Mm -hmm. Like he looks like he looks real bad. Expect him. He like grabs you, grabs you by the arm, and uh, he says something like. Cryptic and like some sort of advice like, no, don't, don't, don't touch them. <laughs> just don't, don't touch, th- don't touch the you eggs. Must, you're gonna want to just mustard doesn't have an L in it. Mustard doesn't have an L in it. <laughs> remember, remember. So, like, are you gonna listen to him? Like, yeah. It's somebody from the future, it's you from the future giving you advice, but also he doesn't look like he's done a very good job. Sure. Well, yeah, I assume he's coming back to the past to correct his mistakes. I would I would listen to him less if he looked great. Because I'd be like, <laughs> oh, he just wants more pie for himself. He's trying to sink me. <sighs> yeah, so it's like, a, it's like a gently the one situation. Exactly. Instead of fighting you, he's going to ruin your That's life. That's exactly what it is. The less money all the other Sakers have, the more money I have. Yeah. He's like, he just shows me he's like... Drop it all in Ethereum, man. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Dogecoin. Yeah, I would. I would. I would trust the shitty-looking saker rather than the good-looking saker in that case. I don't know. Let's say Evan is walking along the street just the other day. Mm-hmm. Just the other and day. And from somewhere you hear a <laughs> and then you look into the woods and then an, he he calls himself Elvin. He's Evan, but he's an elf. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Okay, so he's better than me in every way. Yeah. And he doesn't okay. give you advice so much as he shoots me with an arrow. He asks for your shoes. Yeah. Fuck, I'll give an elf my shoes. Really? I'm probably not if I'm walking along, I'm probably not wearing shoes to begin with. But you're you're like on the street. So it's got to be, like, winter. Still not wearing shoes. Like So it's got to be, like, winter. So I'm, uh, if I take my shoes off, I'm going to be, like, my feet are going to be probably you, you walk so perilously close to those, like, Facebook pages of, like, uh, never-shoed people who, like, g- no, talk about, like, going never. to the grocery store without shoes and do, like, shoe hacks where they, like, take the bottom off of a pair of vans so it looks like they're wearing shoes so they can go into stores and still be barefoot. The fucking barefoot movement. Yeah, not going to do that. I, but shoes are like... It's like it's like anti-maskers, right? Those guys are like the, the anti-maskers <laughs> the of the shoe world. Because, wearing. like... Well, masks, masks, are, are, masks are there I, to protect shoes. Others. And shoes are there to protect your feet. To protect yourself. From... It's a different story, right? But, I mean, I also... I don't like wearing masks. I don't like wearing Who shoes, because I find them both uncomfortable. Sure. But I acknowledge we live in a society <laughs> where I, ha- I should wear shoes and I should wear a mask. Right. Even though I don't like to do yeah. it, I'm going to do it. Which is why I will never be on those stupid barefoot pages. Okay. All right. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this self wants my shoes. I don't got any shoes. What I got I to go home and get my shoes. Yeah. Or actually, I, ca- I carry shoes in my car because I you know, I, know, I recognize I'll have to put shoes on eventually. So He says, I need them so, in the next two minutes. And you are a comfortable three minutes away. Would you uncomfortably run and slip through the snow to get this elf your yeah. shoes? Well, if, if there's snow, I'm probably wearing shoes. If there's not snow. So we're saying this is like in the fall sometime. This is in the fall sometime. All okay. right. So yeah, I'd run I would run to get an elf some shoes. I mean, dude, fucking elf is asking you for uh-huh. something that you can do? Like. Okay. If his first name is Elvin, what is his last name? Where's the pun on Dickin for elves? Is it like Dickeron? That's that's it, you got it Elvin in one, Saker. Dickeron. It's pretty good. Yeah, sure. Right. It's about as good as this song. <laughs> do you... About as good as this commercial. About as good as this show. Do you know what else is. About oh my uh, god is this song the this song is the uh, live well is the it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast of bare naked that naked ladies very songs. well might be true Um, do you know what podcast is the podcast version of it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast nope. well that's it's all been done a bare naked ladies podcast it's all been done is oh, a podcast heard about covering one. each one of the bare naked ladies songs chronologically with only a tiny bit of ironic detachment. The latest episode is called Good Life. It went up on December 14th. Yeah, tell me when it came <laughs> up. Probably 2003, right? 2021, December 14th. I cannot believe that. There is no Orange Grove show that updates every that updates weekly Yeah, yeah. Uh, the description. Knowing that we're on the final album, brother, that's the good life. Also in this episode, no ones, no threes, no sevens, no nines. Darth Vader's bong water. Ahmed's shoes. And bonus segment: celebrity and another postcard. Don't know what that means, but there you have it. Yeah, it's all been done. Darth Vader's bong water. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it sounds like a childish thing to say. Yeah. Well, I hope they're having fun. Those dumbass shitheads. Die in a ditch. We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies Podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this whole wheel of enormous proportions. There's a lot I would never do. Some fantastic, I know it's true. Uh some fantastic. Change or improve the song/slash characters, etc., with the addition of fantasy and/or science fiction elements. <laughs> Oh, hold up. We are James T. Kirk listening to Beastie Boys while we're driving our space, <laughs> space Chevy. Cruiser. Straight across space our space Chevy. <laughs> what the fuck? It was the most boring scene. Wasn't it like just a car and the cops were chasing him? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, he was on like a motorcycle or something. Oh, shit. Oh, was he? Okay. All I remember is he was yeah. listening to Sabotage. Yeah, and they they've done a they did sabotage again in the new discovery show. I think they were all doing. Sabotage. Was it a callback? <sighs> I don't know because that happened in an alternate universe in the Star Trek thing. Uh, yeah, but it crossed over. Like the, the Abrams verse is a different Star Trek. Didn't it cro- cross cross over then. with uh with Spock? Couldn't tell you. Really? I mean, I'm spoiling a 15 year old. How do I remember? that? Maybe just because I love alternate universe shit. That's my jam. I really, it's it's a Aww. good time uh okay well okay how's this one about an alternative universe then well i mean i think he's looking I, he's not saying you know there are better ways to make men than the nonsense we did back then out of like a, a sense of like <laughs> and i will teach you how exactly, to make exactly yeah this is the how to how to serve man of the Brannigan ladies verse <laughs> he's he's going to tell us so this so he's like a multi-dimensional ed who is uh you know, scrubbing through all like the the multiverse, Ed by Ed by Ed. This is like a Loki situation, like low yes. Loki show. Well, it makes or that is... line "You're a fool if you choose this" makes a lot more sense now because you can choose which you know quantum leap you're going to take. You know, you could choose which universe you're going to slide into, and this is sliders. You're a fool if you choose the one sliders. where you grew up as uh, white trash, whatever, as Ed so succinctly yeah. says. Yes, yes. So uh, Ed is this is Ed trying to give himself the perfect life, but as he as he delves deeper and deeper, the thing that pops out is not Ed. Yeah, something far. So when when you when Ed gives himself like the uh, his parents aren't like his dad isn't an alcoholic, and you know he wasn't he doesn't have these sort of like uh, um imposter syndrome yes. and things like that, and he doesn't he doesn't have it. His marriage was never on the rocks. He never you know he never even thought of anyone other than his beautiful Natalie Right. Herbert. And, uh, so like he, but the, the thing that, em- that emerges is, is, a, is a, sociopath is a, is a, is an ed with uh, who has no regrets and no, uh, well, he's got a future, but no past. Ooh. To write home about. Ed Supreme. Yeah, yeah. This guy is the ed. So he makes, and then, uh, yeah, then I guess that guy takes over and then just runs the rest of the eds through like a squid game. Oh, wow. I do love that. Do you think there's a finite number of eds? Is there a finite? Yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's a multiverse, then I mean infinite number of Eds, yeah. but there's also a but there also is a i mean that's the mul- that's the problem with the multiverse is then there's also a dimension where there are no Eds. there's a dimension where everyone is an ed yeah and there's a dimension where there's a dimension where because everything everything can possibly exist there's also a dimension where nothing can possibly that's exist i like it when there's a multiverse but like hey there's 52 earths like then we're done after these 52 there's no more that's the uh, I bl- one for each week of I the year. I believe DC has fifty-two Earths in uh in there. Oh uh, yeah, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, not anymore. Those Earths got crisised. Now it's just fifty-two of them. Uh, but it makes a lot more sense, especially that first line when it says, "Look back at my childhood. What was he thinking? Was he thinking right? What was the what was Ed Prime? Exactly. Thinking? Yeah. Because why would Ed Prime do this to why? me? Why, indeed. Ed Prime. Ed Prime is supposed to be a caring yeah. god, and yet Ed Prime. Because Ed Prime wants to see, he's running everybody through all these things to see which which is the best Ed, because he's he's grown tired of his mantle, and he needs someone to replace him. Yeah. Okay, okay, so this is the Ed at the end of time, and he's looking for yes. an Ed to replace him. We're doing more Loki shit. I like it. Or a pair of Eds, okay. uh, a male and female oh, Ed, who with, are in love with each other. To be able to repopulate the <laughs> Ediverse. The the yes. All right, good. I like it. Wow, we truly have made this song better. Crisis on Infinite Eds. There it is. Now it's time to take an email from our friends, our fans, our hungry little hairballs. Ed space. Ed space. That's good. Uh, quant Ed leap. Slide Eds. Slide uh, Eds. Spider. These are just you're just firing on all cylinders now. Spider Ed. No way home. No oh, way. Uh, I... Spider Ed, enter the Ediverse too. There's a couple of them. Yes. Um, this is an e- Oh, you can email us. Do you know what our email address is? It's all been done, a bare naked ladies podcast at gmail.com. It's all been done, podcast at gmail.com. This is an email from our friend, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Question, and maybe you've already answered this. You know I can't listen to your episode until I record ours. Why is Evan always right? There's more. <laughs> Once the last episode airs, is this like an episode of Trivia Murder Party where whoever got the most correct ratings gets the body and maybe Saker gets conscripted to the afterlife? You get conscripted to the I afterlife? I don't really understand that question. Well, that's kind of like the, yeah, it's like a, the Nordic thing where, you know, if you die with a horse in your hand, then like a lady comes and grabs you. Oh, conscripts you into the Okay, okay, okay. Up. Conscripted. Now for the real question. If BNL and l and Steven got back together... I don't want that, but this is like a Marvel what if. And BNL decided to re record some songs that they did without Steven and vice versa. Pick four post breakup songs for the band to do two Steven and two BNL. Ideally, I would love for you to pick from each one song that would be interesting to hear the influence of the returning band members and one from each that would just be like, what the fuck, they made him slash them sing that. Imagine the Beatles getting back together and John making Paul sing How Do You Sleep. So what would be the most interesting rewrite and what would be the most painful from each's post-breakup discography? Also, you forgot your Stephen Page mask at my house, Tracy. Mm. Huh. This is a good question. Well, I, Yeah, I think like You Run Away would probably be the best one to have Steve no sing, doubt. right? The most painful. Yes. Um, as far as what would be the most interesting song for steve to sing uh hold on let me pull up the discography past steve i want to have an invisible fence <laughs> you are we picking just the shittiest songs for steve to sing <laughs> no. well does is, is ed still is ed still nursing a grudge no i think ed is if, if if the ed of this album is the ed that i know now i think ed would be real uh generous okay yeah, I agree. I think they would be nice so to just other. Steve a good song. So what is but what song do you think would benefit from a Steve? Um could he make Duct Tape Heart Most interesting? I mean, I'm just trying to think of what would sort of what was like almost there but could be pushed over the edge with a little bit of Steve juice. God anything on like i feel like grinning streak needs the most help uh no grinning streak as, as, i thought grinning we liked grinning streak oh no Silverball. Yeah, ball, silver ball sorry, needs silver the ball. most help silver ball needs the most all help. right so, so let's um, take a look uh you know man silver ball, i don't think i don't think yeah i don't think steve could do get no, back up i don't think he could <laughs> he would enjoy either that one that's definitely an ed song in its heart um maybe piece of cake ooh I'd really like to see uh, Steve sing Tired of Fighting with You. I think he would he'd give it some real, like, angry gravitas. Are you being serious? I don't know. I don't want to yeah. hear him sing a Kev song. I want Kev to still have his place. I want him to take an Ed song. To that end, I think Piece of Cake, right? I could hear his, like, it was a piece of cake. Even though I think, yep. Yep, that would, yeah, uh, that would be a good one. Um, Globetrot. Oh, say what, say what You Want's a good one, probably, too. That would be good. Yeah, I could hear that. Now I want it. Okay, now I want it. So let's let's go the other way. Stephen Page covers Bare Naked Ladies for the Holidays. So say what you want and you run away. That's what we've decided. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I... You know, it's fucking... It's, the first one is always easy, right? I, Ed singing A New Shore would be... Because mm-hmm. that's the equivalent of You Run Away. is him being like, Well, I don't know why they threw me overboard, but fuck it. Because here we are and we got to... I want to see uh, Ed singing you fucked yourself. Oh my god. That would <laughs> fucking Is that the the which one is that? Is that the one that you think would benefit from Ed or is that the one that you feel like I feel like uh both, honestly. Yeah, that's true. And uh if we're just talking about I don't know. Yeah, I think that I think that uh yeah, Stephen Page like you're a piece of shit just like singing like is Ed singing about himself? Is he singing about Stephen Page? What's What brings going up on? a lot of questions, for certain. Uh, I would like to hear. I would like to hear Ed do maybe Linda Ronstadt in the seventies. I think that would be a fun one. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like he could carry that one. It's kind of a part, a little bit of a party song. What's the partyest Stephen Page song? What's the song that goes the hardest? Would it be White Noise? White White. Noise. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Alright, maybe, would you, would, I mean, at least it would be him taking a stance. I like that. Well, yeah, it would be Ed uh, taking someone else's stance. Yes, I do like that. Okay. So maybe a new shore, and then you fucked yourself slash white noise. Good. Something off discipline, too. Wow. Oh. Wow. We answered an actual bare-naked lady. Yeah. question. Yeah, can you answer the first one? Why is Evan always right? I made a deal a long time ago with my future self. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He looked real cool. I was also three at the time, <laughs> and he was an elf. Thanks. His name was Elvin Dicker. <laughs> What's <was> his name? <laughs> 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 Stupid-ass D- elf. Dickabod or something. I don't remember. Dickabod, Dick-a-bod Crane. Crane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. I'm sorry. Elvin, that is another one. In the fan. Why don't they say in the fan, like you threw a head of lettuce? Why doesn't... Yeah. Things should be go... Yeah. The fan does cool stuff. Yeah. Things. Chops it right up. That's another one. Another one in the Right fan. through the industrial fan. That's another one. Industrial fans are... One. In the Something that makes me very nervous in movies and TV shows, right? I know it's there to create a sense of tension, but god damn it, that's so scary. The idea of just being yeah, chippity like chopped Propellers. Yeah, god. Oh, the idea that some people die that way? Horrifying. I don't want to get yeah, juiced. I don't want to get juiced. I don't want to get juiced. You that's get all juiced. I'm saying. You don't want to get chopped. You don't hey, get... Uh, what are you plugging this week? Um. <laughs> Lifetime achievement. Oh, wait! Your book might be out by now. Oh, might it? Uh, Let's see. January 18th in the states. 14th in the states. Guess what today is, bud? It's January 18th. My book birthday. Yay, book day. Happy book day to you. Mm, They're making me blush. Happy book day. Uh, What is it called? Where can people find it? How do you know what it is? Can you read it to them? I don't know what it is. (laughs) I've forgotten. Uh, No, there is an audiobook version. Read by by me. Doing Grimace's voice the whole time. (laughs) Come on. Everybody knows it's Jennifer Aquino. An American actor, narrator, yes. and director and producer from Southern California. Yes, yes, she is most famous for being the one who killed McDreamy on Grey's Anatomy, I think. Ah, yeah, I think so. So she's an actor. She's okay. also the, she was also the voice of somebody in Rugrats. Ooh, do you know which character? Not just like a, just like a, not a main. Oh, cast just a character. background. She was Chelsea no, in an episode of Rugrats. Chelsea. I don't know what that means or who that is, huh? but there you have it. Yep, the Rugrats connection. Wow. Now I am only one step removed from Rugrats. Wow. Rats, which is how I want to live my life. I want to get as close to Rugrats <laughs> as possible. Uh, but this is very cool. I'm very excited. I can't wait to read it. I can't wait to buy a copy for my family. It's very exciting. Buy a copy for everyone's family. Listeners, that's your task. Buy a copy for everyone's family. And what's it called? To Fart Be Proud? To Fart and Proud. Okay. Fart and Proud. The story, colon, Donald Trump just sh- sh- <laughs> was not <stolen. laughs> The day Donald Trump was missing. <laughs> it's called To Chart the Clouds. So everybody go buy it. I am also plugging it's To on, Chart the Clouds. It's on Amazon. It's on Ormazorn. You got to get to and it. Barnes and Noble. I think you can probably get it in bookstores. It's a, Apple. it's a, it's a novel about what happens when people stop being nice and start well, getting real. Start getting real. Cool. Sounds fun. All right. Well, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I don't. You don't have to actually read it. Just buy it. <laughs> throw it away rate it and give me an amazon five star yeah that's all i need (laughs) all right bud well this has been a good time yeah real high energy (laughs) real high energy we match the energy we try to match the energy of the song in our podcast (laughs) oh good times which means next week's gonna be quite a blopper it's gonna be a goofer oh i'm excited all right bud well i've been saker i'm evan and we'll see you again in One. one week week